Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Friday, everybody. September 30th. Tomorrow is October the 1st. What's going on, T? Hey, Alicia girl, it's exciting. I cannot believe we are on the last day of September 2016, girl. The time is just flying by. Absolutely. I just don't know what happened to this year. This year is going by so fast. Yes, it is. Wow, but so many great things are on the horizon. Super excited for 2017, 2016. We only got a few more months in 2016, so let's make that count, people. (laughs) Yes, make the most of it. You got two. Three more months starting tomorrow. And, you know, starting tomorrow, at least a lot of great books are going to be dropping. So, And it's right about that time that you want to curl up with a good book and some hot chocolate or some hot tea or a red cup. I'm just saying. <laughs> Drop it, too. We ain't going to really have what's in book. that cup. <laughs> we don't discriminate what's in a cup, canister. <laughs> we, we don't know. Just as long as you smile and after you drink it. <laughs> exactly. So make sure you enjoy whatever it is, whatever your libations may be. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get this show cracking, cracking, cracking. We got a very good show for you today on Let's Chat. We're talking about standing on your passion. Oh, we got three fabulous guests, author Zoe Truth, who is an erotic author. CEO mm-hmm. Chrissy, uh, I'm sorry, Crystal Lewis, um, who is the CEO of Chrissy's Dollhouse, uh, and that's in um, here in Michigan. And then mm-hmm. we have author Rance McNeil, uh, that's Nene Capri Presents. He's going to be in here talking about the wrath. Fabulous mm. show today. Happy birthday to all the birthdays. It was too many birthdays to write down, y'all. So I'm just going to say happy birthday. If your birthday is today, happy birthday. Happy oh, it was so birthday. many birthdays to write down. 
Yes. There's so many birthdays to write down. I was like, okay. Uh-uh. We're just going to say happy birthday today. The show. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's kick this off. See? Okie doke. Well, welcome then. Well, let's rewind it. Try that one more time, Lisa. Let me put this red cup down. What's in your cup? We're going to try this one more time. Welcome to My name is Tony. I think it's Tony. And I am joined by, by my phenomenal co-host, the one and only Miss Alicia. You know, we're here every Thursday and Friday live from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. And we do have some great, great guests, which is, you know, what we're going to have once again tonight. But here on Let's Chat, we celebrate literature and art the royal way, no matter, no matter what the genre or the platform may be. Our show allows all avid readers as well as authors. You know, we have musicians, we have publishers politicians, lawyers, whatever it is that exists in your community that's important, we have it right here on our show. And we just like to make it interactive with our listeners and just come up into the chat room, get comfortable, stay away from those red cups, especially when you're trying to talk about our sponsors, which we'll get into just a little bit later, and just get to know (laughs) the passion that drives our guests. You know, last night we had a really, really great show. Really great show with the fabulous. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you missed it, model. you got to go back and hit the archives. We had author and publisher S. Chameleon, and then we also had everybody's supermodel, favorite male eye candy, Travis mm-hmm. Shore. So it was a fabulous show. It was great talking to both guests. Oh, it was just a wonderful show. So make sure if you don't want to log on the blog talk and hit our archives, no worries. You can hit our archives on iTunes as well. Yes, the chat can be found on iTunes as a podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, if they listen to their show, they'll wonder why I'm making this next comment because we may have some invisible action going on. That's probably why I can't talk properly. He got something all up in my face, moving on my papers. That Mr. Invisible Man, Mr. <laughs> We do got to shout out Travis Cure because his um he's their premiere see the invisible man right there right there <laughs> he is premiering his uh movie appearance I believe he's mm-hmm. in North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, the flower I think it's called flowers mm-hmm. I'm make I think sure that so. that's right but that's premiering today and we wish him nothing but luck enjoy Absolutely. yourself. And you got to take lots of pictures so we can see that you enjoyed yourself. Absolutely. Coming from the ladies of Let's Chat. So we, that's what we do. We try to offer an intimate and fun and friendly environment that we can just kick back, get to know each other, and get to know what the passion is that drives us, as well as see how that journey came to be where they are today. So once again, welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and that's my partner right there. The one and only Miss Leisha. What else is happening in the literary world, girl? Absolutely. You know, you can always run on Amazon, hit that one click. We're all about that one click and leaving reviews there on Let's Chat. 
you can hit the one click for author Peter Mack. He is actually our sponsor for our show, Peter Mack mm-hmm. Presents. He has a, a book series out, uh, the Affiliated uh, series is out. So the sequel, part two to that series, Affiliated Death of a Snitch, is available now. So make sure you head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get that one-click pop-in. And you also mm-hmm. want to make sure you pick up Arthur Shatea Sims, her new book, Living Anonymous, awesome read. You got to make sure mm-hmm. you get that. And never forget to pick up that that Church Life by author Teresa B. Howe. That book right there got some betrayal, suspense, murder, all going down in the church. Numbers drama, <laughs> but it's good. It's oh. good. It is a really good read. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. As well as picking up anything from Nini Capri Presents, as well as my team, Reese World Publishing, we have License. And Truth and Consequences 2, uh, Playing Dirty by author Tasha DeMay and Laces by all the newest releases from that company. Mm-hmm. And then we have our fabulous guest today, author Zoe Truth. You can make sure you head over there and pick up A Good Girl's Journey, uh, a journal of dirty little secrets. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling y'all, enter at your own risk. This is erotica. This is not mm-hmm. contemporary. It is erotica. That's not porn, but it is erotic. So if you're not ready, you got to get ready before you open up that book. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, you know, we like those kind of books. You know, I don't want click. <laughs> I just have to get ready to dive into it with a red cup, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to take a brief break, and then we will be back with author. Zoe True. Okay. We're going to hit you with some of that Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. It's not out yet, so this is unexpected. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co defending. I know they snitching 30 inch wheels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on it. Know the street couldn't hold me, they triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bail. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up counting money. If it's right for the price, tell him I can run it. Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me. Started whipping, 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 I look how I'm living. Chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. Just me jugging with my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live it like a 
<laughs> well, you know, like I said at the top of the show, this is Tony. You know, so we try to introduce ourselves because we've been told that we do sound alike. So we're going to start off with this key right now. But I was reading some of your reviews, and you even have a male review up in there talking about he is Jordan. Now, how do you take your reviews? Um, you, you know, if it's uh, good or bad, of course, I love good reviews. And if it's mm-hmm. a review that isn't favorable, I'm, I, take, I have to take it in stride because it's not for everyone. But I know that I've put my heart and soul into that book. And, you know, I look at it and say, okay, maybe I can't improve this. There's always something you can improve on. So I don't mm-hmm. uh, take it as an insult, but more mm-hmm. of a... You say, let me look at this again. Maybe there could be something I could do differently and still be true to myself. Right. Because there's nothing wrong with reading a critique, you know. And I, sure. I wanted to ask you, uh, Zoe, you know, the majority, I'm not just going to me no inboxes, but the majority of readers are mostly women. So are you surprised when you see and hear about men reading your, your book? I am. I am, and I'm really surprised. Uh, uh, some of the men who read it, they were even surprised that they read the whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, I have a, a couple of men uh, who read it. I, I actually know them, and uh-huh. they came back and said they read it cover to cover, and they enjoyed it. Oh. So that always surprised me. I love my women readers. And I really love my men readers because they don't normally enjoy something that they can't uh-huh. visualize, you know, see with their own eyes. They actually have to use their imagination. So that uh-huh. is always an honor and a, a huge, huge compliment when a man's like, I read it from cover to cover. Uh-huh. I agree. Because, you know, men Absolutely. can be very visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Very. Now, during this process, who were some of your biggest supporters, uh, supporters uh, in your life? that helped you as you went through the process of writing and publishing this book? Uh, My sister, I have four brothers and sisters, but my middle sister, she read a lot. My best friend, um, been best friend since college, and she actually read every single story, and every Sunday for months we went through every story. She read everything, Uh critiqued it, marked out, told me to go back and rewrite. All of my friends who I'm really close to were all very supportive, even when I thought I wouldn't be able to finish it. I didn't have the stamina to keep going. They're like, just do it. You're almost there. And when it was done, they were so happy. You have a really good support group of friends and my family. My mother did the cover. She didn't read the book, but she did the cover. And, Uh (laughs) you know, she's just been very supportive of me too. So mm-hmm. there, are, there are a lot of people, and that makes it a lot easier to finish something. And it's almost like you're you're working for them as well because you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let yourself down, but when people are rooting for you, you don't want to see disappointment in their eyes or hear it in their voices. Right. Right. That's so true. And, you know, Zoe, I have to confess, you know, because I'm one of Leisha's promoting divas, and we do put your book out there, and I've always been fascinated by your name. Now, is that a pen name or your true name? Uh, it's a pen name. Because and... I like that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it took a while to come up with because I didn't want to use my name because of what I do for a living, at least not in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But my name comes from, in, in the second grade, I read this story, um, and the character's name was Zoe. 
And I've loved that name ever since second grade. I thought I was going to name a child boy, but I had a boy, so I couldn't do that to him. Then uh, <laughs> the truth part <laughs> came in because I tried to be very honest, as honest as I can be with my friends, with people in my life, uh, strangers, anybody. So it, the name just kind of made itself. I guess it's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of goes together as well as the, the storyline that you have created between those hot pages. So, you know, it was like all in the making to to come out the way it did. So I really like that, and uh, I can't wait to get a, a free moment with Lisa and I. We don't really have many of those to actually get into the, the pages of these secrets by the little <laughs> dirty little secrets. Oh, there's some dirty secrets in there. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> I, I was just saying, I couldn't, I couldn't post. I said, send me some excerpts. I was like, I can't post this. <laughs> I had to, I had to like put it together like a puzzle. I said, well, I could do a little bit of this, but let me put this with this. That's just a little bit of a very sample mushroom. I can't post that. Now, you I know, mentioned I do get about a little because. A little. <laughs> now, you did mention about uh, when you first came out, you didn't want to use your real name because of the work that you do. And there are a lot of authors that have that fear. They they want to be in the background. And the thing is, what to write, you don't necessarily have to be in the forefront, but to publish and become a published author, then you are in the forefront and you got to mix and mingle and get to know readers, and it's a little bit difficult uh, for a lot of authors that have careers. Can you talk a little bit about that um, and maybe a little bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am an executive producer for a news station, and in the beginning I was really worried about mixing the two because of what I wrote about and I ended up having to talk to a lot of people in the community, talk to schools sometimes. When I first started doing this, I was living in D.C., and you just run into so many people. Some of them are you know, influential people, and you don't want them looking at you thinking this is all you are. And you have, you know, there's another layer to your, to, to you. So that was mm-hmm. a struggle for me to become comfortable with that. When I moved back to the Detroit area, I was talking to my boss about it, and he said, do whatever you need to do. He was really supportive because there was no way I was going to be able to really push my work and get people to see what I'm about and see what my writing is about without actually coming out of the shell. So it was mostly me. I was in my own way. No one else had a problem with it that I knew of. I was just in my own way, and it was one of those things I had to finally say to myself, what do you really want to do? Do you want to be successful, or do you just want to fiddle around and never actually present your works to the world? So I decided I wanted to be successful. I enjoy doing this. I think I have a lot to offer, and I just want to put it out there now. (laughs) Wow. You know something, Zoe? This is Tony uh, once again. You have just described, and Lisa, you know, she, Lisa knows me behind the scenes. You have just described the way I have been approaching this, what I'm doing, because I don't use my real name because of the type of work I do. But I just spoke to my son. He called him like, "Mommy, if this is what you really want to do, you know, you're gonna have to come out with your full name." 
I was just having this whole conversation, and if it's your passion, then you have to so that it, you can move more freely. So I totally understand what you're doing and what you're saying because it's true. You know, you do have that in the back of your mind, whereas you don't want to jeopardize your your breath money mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. doing something else. Yeah, so exactly. You just broke it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I still love my pen name, and I love the fact it's it's almost one of those things that puts me into the mindset of just being free to be racy and be free mm-hmm. to be as dirty and exotic and erotic as I want to be. You know, somebody else mm-hmm. at that time. You know, so right. I do love my pen name, and I will always keep it. But you know, now I don't mind if my name is out there with my face. You know, mm-hmm. so right. that right. works for me now. Right. It took a minute, but uh, I'm totally coming out of my shell. And Alicia, you know, she's going to make sure. <laughs> she knows well, me behind scary. the scenes, I'm but it's no. We it are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, we go everywhere. We got, a, we got a live video somewhere. So they all know. They know now. I'm proud of you, Miss Tony. I mean, because it is a scary thing, taking down the mask and just mm-hmm. being out there. But I started, you know, I started blogging more frequently. And I'm like, I can't do every single thing, you know. And, right. and thanks to Alicia, I started my author Facebook. Well, I finished it. I started and I let it kind of go dead. But that I restarted it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. my, my blog, I, I love. I, I blog about real-life things, like more advice-type situations, but there's also like some dirty spice stories in there too, so mm-hmm. I'm able to do a little bit of both, but such you can't do all those platforms and just be the man behind the curtain, you know, or right. the woman behind the curtain. So right. so have to so like Alicia pick out know. a live do a live feed in a heartbeat girl. Yes she will. <laughs> <laughs> what I do? I didn't I don't know what you got I don't know. I I'm just saying, you know, you out there, look, let's be the thing. You know, we love to um, talk about books. That That is just what we enjoy doing. And mm-hmm. I, I do promotion as well, and I have a publishing company, so I, I still do a little bit of everything. But at the, the same time, when you are writing, that is the hobby. But once mm-hmm. you become a published author, then it becomes a business, and books are a business. Mm-hmm. And when, like they say in our favorite show, once that book is written, not only do you have to sell yourself, but you have to sell that book too. And you can't sit, do both of those things in the shadow. You know what I'm saying? Because you are not yeah. the brand mm-hmm. and the product. And you're the billboard yes. for your company. You are a company all by yourself. So you have mm-hmm. to really, really get out there. Put yourself mm-hmm. out there and meet and greet and kiss readers. <laughs> Which is why I'm glad I met you, Alicia, because I would not have been able to go ahead and push myself out there had I not met you. So I'm very happy that we met. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Zoe, I just wanted, this is Tony once again. You said at the top of your interview that you journal and you were a journalist. Now, did you see yourself going down this avenue when you first started journaling? No. I I used to journal just because I uh, like to write down everything. I like writing down events that happen in my life. I like 
putting things on paper so that I can always remember how it happened. And I like writing them. I always wrote in story form anyway so that I could have a good, crisp memory of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I was wearing. I wrote that. I wrote what I was feeling. I wrote what other people were feeling. I wrote what they were saying. So when I look back on it, I can almost put myself back in that moment. So I've mm-hmm. been doing that for years. I didn't think about actually being a published author to college, but it was a frustrating process. I would start and then I couldn't finish and then I was just I have so many unfinished works. I still have them, all these notebooks full of unfinished works because I would get frustrated with the process and just put it down. And I'm in college, I'm trying to have fun and graduate. So uh-huh. I put it down for a long time. So when I finally came back to it, it was a, I slowly got back into it. I would write a few stories and then put it to the side and like, yeah, mm-hmm. come back to it. And I just kept going. And then one day I said, you know what? I want to actually do this. And I just went ahead and took the time to, to finish it. So mm-hmm. It's a matter of putting it that pen to paper. Now, among these stories that you have between this sizzling book and once again you're listening to Let's Chat, my name is Tony and I got the phenomenal Miss Alicia over there and we are talking to the awesome author Zoe Truth of A Good Girl's Journey of Dirty Little Secrets. That's some sizzling material right there. But among the articles and the, the, the stories within your book, were there any that was more challenging than the other and what type of research did you have to do to put it all together? Well, for um, for a good girl's good girls journal of dirty little secrets, it's some of them. Yes, there were a couple that were hard to write. There was one that I could not get together, and my best friend said either rewrite it all or take it out. So it's not in there because I couldn't get it oh. together. Oh, <laughs> but now you got to keep that interest. <laughs> it'll be it'll be in a mess. Uh, installment, <laughs> but for um, some of the stories, it was hard trying to paint a picture because it was a complex, one situation was so complex, I had to figure mm-hmm. out how do I paint the picture of what's going on, give every person an, an identity without giving an identity so people can just kind of put themselves into the story, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a little hint, it was a story about uh, a big group sex situation. So that was mm-hmm. that was challenging trying to get everything in without overwhelming the reader and without confusing the reader. That was probably the most mm-hmm. challenging um, one I had to read. It'd be three parts to that story, but I that was the most challenging one. And the inspiration, you know, I look at things that I've experienced in my life. I uh, listen to my friends, some of their experiences, and for some of the stories, I actually asked a friend. Uh, a male friend of mine to help me with some of the things. Like, I want to try this. So I can write about it. Will you help me? Of course, he said oh. yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to be authentic. Oh. <laughs> so you write a book. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all point It's nice to have good friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, with that being said, what was your most favorite story? And I'm not even going to ask what it entails, but which one was your favorite? <laughs> You'd be surprised. My favorite story was is, is, is actually a funny story that's in there uh, oh. about really bad sex. <laughs> so, 
and how <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That might be my favorite. It was the most fun to write, and it's still uh-huh. I still giggle when I go back and read that one. <laughs> so, wow! I definitely <laughs> got to find a few more release. <laughs> and and my my second favorite is the one that was the most difficult to write. I uh-huh. still look back at that one and go, okay, I I, I can dig that. I can be there again. You know. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. But I like I like listen I like Absolutely. the whole book so <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there every every story is a little different you get something different from every single story you get a new feeling a new and I, I write so people can try some of the stuff so that's mm-hmm. why I like to try some of the stuff first to make sure it's doable mm-hmm. so, right so, and nobody be know. hurting themselves <laughs> right right. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to make yourself sit down and do it. So I bargain with myself a lot. 
Like if I'm mm-hmm. gonna if, if you wanna go out this weekend, you need to have something written. <laughs> so mm. like I'm in California mm-hmm. now. I was on the plane uh writing a, a blog entry because I knew I wanted to enjoy myself, but I don't want to be stuck in a position where I'm not posting frequently. The last time you heard from me was a week ago. Especially being mm-hmm. new on the thing, you have to keep that material coming so people can keep checking for you and seeing what you're about and seeing your style and the many facets of your style. So I'm really motivated right now just because I'm just hungry. So, you know, I just want to be successful at this, and I want everyone to get something from what I'm writing about. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you focused as well, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that you, if you want to play, you still have to put in the time to be able to play. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my writing has something for women especially. Uh, you know, women sometimes are dogs for being freaky or sexual or whatever the case may be. And I like to write, and I write so raw so that women can feel comfortable being themselves in the bedroom mm-hmm. so they can have that power and get the most out of their encounters. We hold back so much because we're so afraid of what people are going to think about us, and we don't always get 100% satisfaction. And I'm like, if I'm doing this, I need to enjoy every second of it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I write so women can feel comfortable being their, their true selves, whatever that is. Yeah. And that's so true. You know, Rich and I, we talk about this on not on, only on this show but our other show, but most women tend to – focus on other people's pleasure as opposed to Mm -hmm. our own, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're usually on the back burner when it comes to making sure that we feel good, so it's important to know that it's okay to put you first sometimes. Yes, yes. You know, it really is. (laughs) I always, my motto is, a man can get it any kind of way they can. We're a little more complex, so it takes different things for us. To, mm-hmm. to be able to get that full enjoyment, that full pleasure. So we should be, you know, relaxing, feeling comfortable mm-hmm. talking about it, and feeling comfortable saying, I like this, you know. It's, it's, just let it flow naturally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Zoe, tell me, what, you know, I love hearing how authors put their, their passion to pen. What's a typical day in writing experience of Zoe? What are you doing when you're writing? You have music, you have a little red cup, or a little champagne glass. What is it that gets your juices flowing? And I don't mean literally, but on the page, I must say, what are you really asking me? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. happening in the background. So sometimes the TV is on. Sometimes I have a little music on. I usually have my cup out if um, I'm already feeling motivated. So I'll get the glass if I'm already feeling motivated. But if I need some inspiration, I usually sit at the table. So there's no chance of me falling asleep on the couch or in the bed. I sit at the table. Sometimes I start writing it out on a notebook. And once I get a good flow, I'll go ahead and start typing it uh, 
typing it in in the in the dot on the document or on the blog itself or what have you, and just just go from there. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm all over the place sometimes. You just never know when I'm gonna get inspired. I'm one of those people who have a notebook in their purse every minute of the day. So if I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I think of something, I'm out. I'm jotting it down. I can't trust myself mm-hmm. to remember it. So. Wow. Now, see, that was going to be my last question, but something just popped in my head. (laughs) But um, what what type of notes, when you send it to your editor, you know, because I edit, and it's always interesting to to get those, put those notes jotted down. What type of feedback do you get from your editor? And is she used to your pen? Well, before I send it anywhere, I always type it because no one can read my handwriting. I can barely read my handwriting, so I always type it up before I send it off for somebody to look at it. And then I put extra notes, like I was in the grocery store line when I thought about this. So... Oh, I'm like, this is really work. Did you try this out? Are you sure this is this is accurate? Like, did you get like some outlandish notes from your editor saying, "Are you? Did you mean to say this, or did you mean to do this?" Well, the good thing is, my first line of defense is my very best friend, so she knows me so well. I can send her something crazy jacked up, and she can unravel it and know exactly oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. So she'll she'll get the grocery store line reference. She'll know. Uh, what I was talking about when I did that. She's my first line of defense. So I see that's so gold. That's gold right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Zoe, this is Felicia. How do you define success, and how do you measure it um, as an author? That's a good question because that's something I struggle with because I cannot measure success right now with sales and whatnot. Right now, I measure my success by my individual accomplishments. Did I get finished with this story today? Did I feel like it was a good story? Did I have something to offer in this story today? If I can do answer yes to all of those questions, I feel like I was a success. And I feel like if I keep going every single day without stopping, I'm a success no matter what. It will eventually catch on. You know, I just mm-hmm. keep telling myself to keep putting it out there. It will catch on. That's just that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. I can't stop. So my success right now is measured by my daily workflow and my daily accomplishments in in my writing life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out there. It's complete. It's and you giving it to the world to see. And that's a hard thing because writing, as you both know, is a very personal thing. You know, whether you're writing fiction, nonfiction, whatever it is, is a very personal thing. You put a piece of your soul into everything that you write and to put it out into the world, that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself because people are going to look at it and they're going to judge you by it or critique you by it or praise you for it. You know, so that's how I measure success right now. Now, I hope to measure success with money someday, but I hope to always just remain an honest, true-to-my-heart writer. And that's the key to that longevity as well, you know, just just, mm-hmm. just taking it one step at a time. So we have so enjoyed having you here in the chat room, and I hope it won't be your last. But before you leave us, please, 
please shout out your social media handles and anything else you may have steaming coming out of your camp with our listeners. <laughs> well, you can find me on Facebook as author Zoe Truth. That's Z O E Y. And um, check out my blog as Zoe Truth, Z-O-E-Y apostrophe S, Truth. And it's on WordPress, or you can look up dirtylittlesecret.wordpress.com. Also, I have a Twitter handle, which is Zoe Truth. Here, that's it, Zoe Truth. And I'm working on something new, not ready to put it all out there, but it's something new. It's a little different from the first thing, but it'll be just as saucy and spicy. Oh, all right now, so keep those Saba eyes peeled, and make sure you look at Alicia and I page because we be posting some stuff from this awesome author, and it has been a pleasure getting to know you, girl. We have so enjoyed having you here on this chat. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you are so welcome. You're welcome back anytime. Honey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank Enjoy you, your evening. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay, good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> At least I so enjoyed having you. Know, she, she brought out my naughty side, but uh, I'm going to blame it all on Zoe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a good one, T. <laughs> It was, it was, it was really fun talking to her, and that's a great way that we started out our show, and it's only going to get better from here. So make sure you guys check out our archives and catch the top of Zoe's interview, and get to know the passion behind her drive and what gets. And I'm going to keep using this for her. Her juice is flowing, <laughs> and get to dive into those Absolutely. pages of that hot sizzling book verse. <laughs> Yes, we're going to take a brief break, but we will be back with CEO Crystal Chrissy Lewis. Okay.
Alicia. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Chummy. We're talking that talk today about standing on your passion. We have the fabulous Zoltuk, and if you missed her interview, no worries. You can hit our archives and check out her interview in full. Or you can also log on to iTunes and catch us as a podcast and listen to the replay of the show. Now we have the fabulous Chrissy Lewis of Chrissy's of Chrissy Dollhouse um, here in Michigan. She's about to kick in the chat room doors. Hey, how are you? Hello. Can you hear me? How are you? Yes, Uh we can. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I'm good in yourself. We are good, thank you. I'm sorry. Hi, how are you? Now, for everybody that does not know who you are, tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, and your um, work. Sure. My name, again, is um, Crystal Chrissy Lewis. I'm with um, Dow House Fitness, which is an extension of physique fitness. Um, What I do is personal training and some nutritional plans for my clients. Um, My main focus and my main goal is healthy living, healthy lifestyle. So it's not changing for the next pan size, the next. Hello? Do we lose all this? Chrissy? Did you hit me? Yeah. I'm not sure. Chrissy, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, there you go. Okay, we oh, lost okay. you for I come a minute. Back? We lost you for a minute. Um, I was saying that um, my goal for my clients is to assure that they're just not fitting in the next dress size or the pants size, but they're fitting into the next year of their lives. So we do um, healthy living, healthy lifestyle changes for our clients. I'm also an ambassador for the Multiple Sclerosis Society. Um, my son, Caden Lewis, Team Caden Man, was diagnosed with pediatric multiple sclerosis at the age of two. Mm-hmm. So since then, we've been kicking down doors for a cure with a lot of fundraising, um, public speaking, awareness, advocacy. So I kind of mix the two. So my fitness is a platform for me to spread the awareness of multiple sclerosis. Most people know about it or know someone who has been affected by multiple sclerosis, but it's not until they hear it. They say, oh, okay, I know a extended person that has it. So I would like for it to be one of those um, one of those conditions or chronic illness that we're attention to so that we can get more funding so that we can mm-hmm. do more research to find a cure. Mm. That's some important work right there. Now, how do you balance it all between uh, – the fundraising and what you bring to your clients, how do you balance it all? I wish I had 42 hours in one day, but it's It's my passion. It's definitely what beats my heart. I love helping Mm -hmm. people. I love taking the knowledge that I learn. I love working with uh, and encouraging and just trying to find exactly what isn't working, what we can find to work, and how we can fit it in my client's lifestyle. So I, I find the hours. Actually, I'm a full-time student. I'm a mm-hmm. full-time entrepreneur. I'm a full-time mommy, and I'm a full-time advocate. So I have a full plate, but 
and make sure each portion is portioned out in a proper manner. Wow, that, that so is nothing really is great. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about Spread the Runway, which is your event oh. that's coming up. Okay, so um, this is my uh, labor of love. It's a fitness line that I consider a transitional fitness. And um, mm-hmm. what I, what it is is most of the time um, I found that when I'm training women and those that are in the range of obesity or morbid obese, once the weight starts to come off, they still walk around or still dress in the clothes that they were dressing in before the weight loss happened. So the mental hasn't caught up with the physical yet. So they're still seeing themselves as the weight that they were before they dropped. So one of the things that I kind of implemented with my clients was um, dress your dress. So what we would do is we'd find a dress or a pair of pants or a shirt that they wanted to either fit back into or they wish to fit into. And mm-hmm. so after a few weeks of our training session, we have um, – we it's a pull-up party so what we do is we get those pants we get that dress we get that shirt out and we we put it on and we pull it to see exactly where where it stops to see what the progress is so every let's say six to 12 weeks we're we're trying on we're trying on and that encourages them to go out and to dress their new body so they're not in that old mind frame so with this with the fitness line it, when I, why I call it transitional piece is um, it's because it works in two ways. So it we measure them, they buy the apparel, and once they drop to a certain weight, they can actually return it back for a new size at no cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like making the mental and the physical kind of remarrying the two, so that you know they can see what their accomplishments are. They can actually celebrate their accomplishment and then they can walk into their new the the new, the new you as we call it the new them mm-hmm. wow but you know something Chrissy sometimes what, what you just said is so key the mental obstacles can be the hardest ones to overcome you can overcome certain physical ones but once you overcome that mental block it's, it's that's the hardest I think obstacle and to even, get over and even with fitness, um, my partner, we, we've talked about it, and um, we call it mental fitness because you're not mm-hmm. just giving them a physical a physical workout where we're just changing the physical appearance. It's mental, right. too. Every mm-hmm. now and then, um, you have to tap into that mental issue or that emotional issue that caused them to either overeat, stress eat, or emotionally eat. And until mm-hmm. you can deal with that, you can't really deal with the physical you know, uh, appearance of what that emotional trauma has caused. So it's mm-hmm. more mental fi- fitness than physical fitness, actually, because you can have a client where mentally they self-sabotage themselves just because they don't feel like they're worthy for the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And if you really don't tap into that person, who that person is, and what the issue may be and slowly help them solve that issue, sometimes your 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 most prized client will falter or will fail because they're just so used to self-sabotaging themselves because they just don't feel their worth is there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because life has beaten them down. Exactly. Do you find that you give your clients like do's and don'ts to try to succeed? Well, when we first start, um, I kind of work at their pace, you know, I kind of, mm-hmm. um, because I think 
before respect can come, relationship has to come. So I try to build a relationship. I try to, you know, see what their boundaries are, see what their heart limits are, because I can't break them if I don't have a relationship with them. And Uh with relationship comes trust and loyalty. So I have to first build up their trust to gain their loyalty in order for them to trust and know that what I'm telling them to do is not because I'm trying to be a drill sergeant or control their life, but I'm trying Uh to assist them in their life goals of a healthier Uh lifestyle. Right. And that's key, too. Absolutely. Now, Krista, we have a, a hand up. Do you mind taking a call? Oh, sure. Okay. We have 337-415. You're live in the chat room. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, man, love your show. Big time listener. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank we appreciate you. appreciate you. I agree with everything you say. Mm-hmm. What's your Family, name? Family, it's the yellow and red we wire. that. Put, yeah, put them together. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but let me tell you something. You, your voice needs to be heard by everybody. And I just want to say, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, well, um, the one thing that I tell um, is regarding MS. You can go to the National MS Society website and find out how you can volunteer or donate. Um, volunteering is, is... I told you the two wires, Bambi! It's not rocket science. Sorry. Am I still on? Hello? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Volunteering is what they need the most. They need a lot of hands on deck. So um, by going to the MS Society's website, it's a lot of things, a lot of events that you can register to assist with. Please, please continue talking, but keep me on the line because I, I want to interject. Well, we thank you for calling in. <laughs> yes. Now, Christine, how do you how do you stay motivated? Um, because you are a mom, you have a business, you are a trainer. You're 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 putting on an event that gets draining sometimes. How how do you stay motivated to do um, what you need to do to be able to stand um, on your passion? Um, well, if we're talking in fitness, my clients, they motivate me uh, daily just with their texts and their mm-hmm. – uh, I'm sorry, my windows are fogging. With their texts of accomplishments, you know, they're, mm-hmm. ex- they're excited about – what they're seeing, they're healthy, you know, especially when they change their eating. That That's the most fulfilling in all of it. So, you know, they'll be, Crystal, you know, what's the meal plan for this week? Or, you know, what can I, can I juice this? Is this a good thing to juice? Um, with, if I pair, let's just say, this is just an example, spinach, pineapples, and strawberries. Or when they come and say, oh, you know what, listen, I found out that this helped with uh, inflammation, you know, turmeric, pineapples and strawberries, you know, them just educating themselves past what I give them mm-hmm. to find different mm-hmm. for different mm-hmm. remedies for what they may be going through. And then um, on the MS end of it, my son, each day he wakes up and he hugs me, he talks, he runs, he smiles, he complains. That's more motivation for me to keep fighting because not fighting is not an option. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. We have a lot going now, on. If we were sitting, yes. Now, if we were sitting here a year from now, 
and we were celebrating what a great year you have had with all of your accomplishments. Um, what what would those achievements be that we would be talking about at that time? Um, a year from now, uh, me entering into nursing school. That would be one. Um, me raising fifteen thousand for the MS Society in my son's name. That would be one. And then um, me being able to reach and affect more clients. That would be mm. one. Wow. Now, is there like a limit on how many clients you can handle? I mean, have you ever had that? Um, that obstacle to cross? Oh, yes. Um, the, I don't go over 10. Um, that's because I do what's considered um, mobile training. So I mm-hmm. take the equipment to my client's home and I work them out at their home. Um, right. So I only take in um, 10 if I'm doing personal training. But I do do contracts. So I do school contracts where I um, teach competitive cheer and dance. And then me and my partner, mm-hmm. we do fitness contracts for elementary and middle school kids. So it's, mm-hmm. that one is kind of with the Michelle Obama Let's Move initiative that she, you know, started, and mm-hmm. we kind of piggybacked off of that. So in in that atmosphere, 15 to 30 kids were able to take on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, oh, you wow. also want to continue to give them that personal attention, and, and sometimes you can be overwhelming when you when you have so many that you, you're limited on what you can offer them. Yeah, and that's why I only take in 10. Uh, 10 is, is perfect for me. I'm able to assure that my one-on-one and my individuality, client-to-client stays. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. no diva left behind. Now you, mm-hmm. No diva left behind, yes. No, no, now, no. I, I started working out in February, and Yay. I'm one of them difficult I wasn't in them difficult clients. It was so, it, seriously, my trainer, he took a couple of days off, and he sent me a babysitter. And so the trainer that he sent actually trains my husband. And the first thing he told him was, your wife is so difficult. Oh, no. And I was like, that's too heavy. I'm not doing that. Now, he told me to tell you, if you said that was too heavy, to show you the paper from a couple of weeks ago to show that you already did this weight. I said, yeah, I'm tired of not doing that. So how do you deal with those those difficult clients that are like, yeah, that's too heavy, or I don't think I'm going to do that today? Well, let me tell you, by the grace of God, I've never had, I've, I've never had a client at all. I'm not thinking so much. I hope not. I've never, and, but you know, I work with body. Before we even hit, you, know, mm-hmm. they have to be able to pick themselves. In essence, mm-hmm. so by the time exactly. we get to the gym, oh, they're ready for the weights. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to the gym oh, so and they, you, you kind of go a little backwards. So you allow yes. them to get. Because I noticed that sometimes it's like. Look, that's that's a lot of weight <laughs> on top of what I got. I don't think I'm gonna be doing that one today. <laughs> oh, you're one of a kind, Lee. You're one of a kind, girl. <laughs> Once yes, they master their own weight, I'm able to take them to the gym. And when I'm excited that they, you know, can lift, that they ask for more. 
they ask for more. Then they okay. ask for more. Mm-hmm. So, no, I've not had that issue. I've not had that issue. Now, what made you want to become a physical trainer? Okay. So, um, I was actually, um, I had a, a personal trainer. His name is Andrew Johnson, which is my partner um, with Physique Fitness. And um, he was my trainer. And at the time, I had a dance school. So he um, offered to allow me to move my dance school on the opposite side of his gym. So in him watching me train the girls, um, he asked me what I want to, you know, merge companies and possibly do a boot camp with him. And so um, he trusted me with his clients. He trained me first after training me. He trusted me with a few of his clients and they didn't want to do boot camp anymore. They want to actually person, they wanted to sign up for personal training. So that's when it started. But what kicked me into doing it full time is uh, my son was in a hospital with the aspiration and I was working a, you know, traditional nine to five and mm-hmm. they wanted me to come back to work. And I couldn't come back to work, of course, because my son was in hospital. So end up being terminated. And then that's what pushed me to do it full time. So since 2000, yes, and I love it. I I absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade it in for anything, Mm -hmm. for anything. I walked on water, and I haven't looked down since. I've been following God and trusting his plan. Absolutely. Keeping that safe. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who is your biggest supporter? Um, throughout your journey? Oh, wow. Um, I have a wonderful support system. Actually, um, of course, my babies, um, my mom, my sister, my partner, um, my, I call them my momster and um, dadster, my pastor and co-pastor, um, my church family. I actually have a, a great support system, a great support system. Mm-hmm. So everybody's, you know, kind of rallying in my corner, which is always good. Mm-hmm. That's important. You know, that kind of, that's like one less thing you have to worry about when you know you have that support behind you. It just kind of, it's like that wind beneath your wings, you know? Yes, yes, especially when you have your days, you know, and um, as a mother with a, a child with a chronic illness, a chronic illness, chronic, look at me, with a chronic illness, it's a lot of a lot of days that you have, you know, it's a lot of days, especially with something as I you know, I call MS a beast of a monster, you know, it's a bully. It bullies my baby. So not knowing when it's gonna choose, mm-hmm. what time, what day it's gonna choose to bully him, every day is an unknown day. You know, you can't plan out your day, you can't plan out your week, you can't plan out your month or your year because MS could it could happen. So mm-hmm. with the uncertainty of that but being certain in your 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 background, you know, that that means the world. That means the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm going to ask you a fun question, Chrissy. Sure, sure, uh, sure. You sure. have been, you have had the opportunity to design a comic book cover. Yes. What would what would be on it, and why? <laughs> okay, so we already have a comic book. It's a team <laughs> wow. comic book. Wow. Yes. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding, I promise. <laughs> that just popped in my head, you know. I can't believe this. <laughs> well, tell us yes. about it. <laughs> yes, we 
<laughs> we have a comic book that um, actually um, we're out of the stages of uh, copywriting, and it's Caden's story is something that he'll be able to take um, first day of of class to give to his classmates and to his teacher to kind of explain who he is, what he has, and how it affects him. Um, being that he's in fourth grade now, you know, kids, you know, miss each other when they're away from school. And sometimes he miss, I'll say Caden's been living almost 4,000 days, you know, and out of those 4,000 days that he's been here on earth, mm-hmm. he spent more than half of that in the hospital. And that's no exaggeration. Oh, None at all. Wow. So wow. this gives him the opportunity to not be shamed of the condition that he goes through, but to show them that, you know, listen, I'm strong. I have, you know, been diagnosed with this. It's not taking me. It's not going to take me, you know, under. You may not see me sometimes, but when I come back, I'll come back stronger. So we took Batman. Um, When he was little, he loved Batman, and that's where Caden Man came from. So we kind of, like, took, you know, Gotham City and made him Batman and kind of made a cool little fun uh, comic book. Wow, see, now, that just popped in my head, and as I'm talking to you and listening to you, I see your son on the cover, so I just wanted yes. you to put, put the face there. That's, you know, that's that's the man above. And you also talk about something that I have been passionate about this month that Lisa's probably tired of, which is superpowers. Yes! <laughs> so you just wrap that all up, girl. Let's just say divine intervention. So tell me some superpowers that you or your son may possess and why. <laughs> oh, yay. Um, okay, uh, super strength. You know, um, let's see. Why super strength? Because we're able to overcome and conquer just about every brick wall that comes in front of us, even the unknown. What else? Um, flexible, I guess, like if you know, like elastic, elasticity, you know, because we're able man. to bend. <laughs> yes, we're able to bend and um, stretch whenever needed. Uh, what mm-hmm. else? Oh! Um, <laughs> I, I can remind, I though. It. I'm just playing, no, not remind. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think so. power. <laughs> That's awesome. That awesome. That I, you just you just wrapped up. You just made my night. <laughs> oh yay! I'm glad I made your night. <laughs> Lisa, I'm gonna have to get a session really, in with really you. Awesome. I need to I need to get a session in with you so we can see exactly what you can do for our fitness. I think you can do a lot. <laughs> Google everything, like the importance of protein and, you know, 
be right. twelve and all of those things are important. And so I started going to the trainer, and then I started walking um, three miles twice a week. So I would oh, yes. go to the trainer mm-hmm. two times a week, and then I would walk two times a week. And now I, but then I do a lot of traveling for work. So mm-hmm. I got to get back walking, but it's cold here. So, you know, I don't walk in the wintertime because snow is not what? my ministry. Uh, it's oh, cold and snow is not my ministry. <laughs> that is not my ministry. I just cannot. <laughs> it is not. So I have to, I'm going to substitute my walking in the wintertime with water aerobics. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's just been a journey. Just kind of. It, it is life changing. I started selling It Works, um, which is a health and wellness product, and I started rapping. And well, first I was just I was a a loyal customer, and I would be rapping. I was like, I couldn't see, but my husband was like, Are you rapping today? You got you got to rap. Like he was <laughs> he was seeing it. So oh, yeah. I started selling It Works products. And, I mean, I just, I enjoy it. I like, um, it is life-changing. I I don't eat the same way. I don't have the desire to eat the same way. I had to learn what my triggers were. Like, I love bread, but bread is a trigger. It triggers me to eat sugar. So I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't had candy. I don't eat bread. Uh, well, I eat it sometimes, but not as like I used to. I, I don't mm-hmm. eat um, cereal. So we cut out cereal, we cut out bread, I don't eat candy. It's just a whole, just total change. And it is, it's life-changing. When you decide to to do something, your mind has to go with it. Um, Because if you don't change your mind, nothing is going to change. You're going to keep doing the same thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I love about, you know, most people don't understand that um, it's it's definitely 95% of what, when you're getting fit, 95% is what you eat. The other 5% is your, your exercise. If you can't maintain what you're eating and put it in this proper perspective, then the weight is not going to come off. Um, one thing that you said is just, oh, is what I agree with. With women, just period, carbs are our best friends. Like, they're our best friends. Like, we love the breads. We love the pastas. We love the rice. We love the sugars, and our bodies love them, too, because they're readily available for us to use. It's the first thing that our bodies use when we need to get rid of, I'm sorry, when we need to, I'm sorry, I'm trying to walk in the house, and it's kind of dark. It's the first It's the first thing our, our body goes to to use for energy. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going through it, we're going through it, we're going through it, but if, if you give the body what it needs, you won't crave those things. You won't crave the sugars. You won't crave the candies. And then when you do eat it, you'll start to eat it in moderation because you no longer have the taste for it. Like now mm-hmm. I would prefer uh-huh. spinach over a brownie in a minute. Like it's too sweet to me. It's, it's, it, candy is just too yes. sweet to me. Too sweet to me. Too salty. Too salty. Um, yeah, because your body starts chips. Those, oh, they have so much those sodium. Those plain raised chips 
they burn my mouth. Like that's how some, like my husband's like, I don't see what you I don't know what the problem is. These are great. They they're so salty, they burn my mouth. And it, mm-hmm. if something is too sweet, I, I can't. My my mouth yep. my my taste has changed as far as yep. not that everything I have is, is bland. But it's a lot of stuff that I just stop using. I don't use white sugar. I don't use brown sugar. Um, if I have tea, I try not to use honey. Um, I just It's just a lot of different things. And it's funny because people expect, um, they just expect you to be a certain way all the time. And I always mm-hmm. try to figure out why. You know, when you have all these different parts in your body, Everything needs something different. And a lot of times they clash because what your woman parts may need, the other parts of your body may not need. But these Mm -hmm. are things that are essential for your body. And just understanding what foods benefit what part of your body is really, really. And the Mm -hmm. other thing I got is those people that say, I diet, but I don't work out. Let me tell y'all something. When y'all step on the scale at the doctor, all they see is weight. However, they don't know if that weight is muscle or if it's fat. So when you step on the scale at the doctor, I don't think it really gives you a, a accurate description of what's going on in your body. You can lose weight and not gain any muscle. And who's to say that that's being healthy at that time? I think that muscle is what your body needs. It's nothing wrong with being a vegetarian, but your body needs protein. Your brain, a portion of your brain is poor protein. So you need that in your body because your body needs it to survive. I mean, it's just so many things that I think we take for granted. Yeah, and then, you know, most vegetarians kind of have, most vegetarians kind of get their protein from plants. So they do, you know, plant-based proteins, but a, a, a lot of the deficiencies, like B12 deficiencies, because, you know, you, can't, you only can get B12 from red meat. So that's, that's in itself. And it's a metabolizer. And a lot of, I hear what I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get something out of the car. Um, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, misusing their 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 minerals and their vitamins you know and their supplements you just have to be careful you know what you put in your body and make sure you read it because our body the vitamins and minerals that we use our body needs a certain amount of it it's not like fats proteins and carbs where you know if we don't use it we store it the body has to rid itself of it and it rid itself through the kidney so by you supplementing yourself to death you're taxing your kidney so it's good to always make sure that you're reading the back of these vitamins just to make sure that you're not getting what you're getting over what you're supposed to have and you're not taxing your kidneys Uh it's just making sure that you know even when you do get a personal trainer make sure that you know your trainer is well versed in nutrition supplements and physical fitness so that you're just not buying things and you're not sure of what you're ingesting and what you're taking and you're not sure of the amount so mm-hmm. that you're not causing one issue trying to rid another. Right. Getting the full Absolutely. benefit of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most, I think most that people don't look at that. Is a benefit to your body. 
I mean, it is. when you try to do things more naturally, it is a really a benefit to your body where there are, there are there's, you don't have to necessarily have supplements. You can have, like you were talking no. about, turmeric. I mean, yes. all of those things are a benefit, and you can, you can definitely find them in different vegetables that you may not necessarily eat, like rutabaga. I didn't know rutabaga was a protein. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, this has been a very informative evening. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has. It, uh, you know, it, it's it's something to think about and not take, you know, just not take for granted. See, I'm so glad that you were able to come on and share, just share your knowledge, share your journey. Share just share everything that you have with us. I really, really, really appreciate you because I know that it gets busy. You have a lot going on. You got a lot to do in preparing for this event. Now we do want you to shout out your event one more time. Where will be? um, How people can purchase tickets if they would like to go. um, As well as any other events that you have or any of your workout sessions. Um, and your social media. Did we lose that, Chrissy? Man. We were just getting to the meat and potatoes. Yes. And we definitely wanted to let our listeners know how to follow her and and just stay in tune with what she's doing because she's doing some amazing things. Absolutely. Let's see. Let me check the bus. Okay. I don't see her. Maybe Hello? we lost her, but. Oh, there she is. Oh, oh there hi. There you It's How raining in here. I'm sorry. It's raining here. I'm sorry. So my signal is going off. Where did you, where did I, what, did I leave her? I'm sorry. I was getting ready to, I was, like, I was getting ready to read the flyer for the event, just in case people <laughs> wanted to come. Yes. <laughs> We really appreciate you coming out, taking time, because I know that you are busy. And, um, mm-hmm. You have so much going on. But I want you to shout out your event um, and any other events that you may have coming up, um, any of your fitness sessions that you have coming up, um, and all of your social media. Hello? Can Hello? you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Okay, we just want you to shout out yep, to social can hear media you. and your event coming out. Sure, sure, sure. So my event that's coming is October 30th at the Motor City Casino Ballroom. It's our Shred the One Way fashion show, which is my line reveal. Um, the proceeds, some of the proceeds from the show will go um, towards Team Katie Man to support um, advocacy, awareness, and research for multiple sclerosis. We have... Um, Hometown Heels, which is a vegan makeup line. We have mm-hmm. um, Watch Me Soar, which is a t-shirt, an inspirational t-shirt, t-shirt line. We also mm-hmm. have um, Total Class. If you're looking for your bundles, they'll be there. We have um, also um, Vintage Glam. Um, it's another makeup artist that's going to be there. And we have um, also... Ballroom and Latin Hustle instructors that's going to be there. So we have a lot of, 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 I think we are trying to hit 
every path for everyone, something that 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 inter, some something to interest everyone there as far as our sponsors and vendors. But again, this is just me revealing my fitness line and also spreading the awareness about MS. Um, I am on Facebook. It's Chrissy Dowhouse. And on Instagram, it's fitness underscore underscore Dow. If you have any questions, if you want to set an assessment, just send me a inbox, and I will get the information to you. Awesome. We have so enjoyed having you with us this evening and sharing your knowledge and, and just sharing your time. Like Lisa said, we know you have a lot going on, so we appreciate you. Oh, no, and I appreciate you guys having me on. This was fun. I was super nervous. I'm super nervous when I have to talk about myself. Super nervous. But I, it was just like you said. It was just like girl talk. I love you, girls. <laughs> we love you, oh, girl. girl. <laughs> you just fabulous. We could never tell you were nervous. And don't be nervous coming into the chat room, girl. It's just all us having a little chat. <laughs> I know. Your girls, listen, Absolutely. I felt like I was at the dollhouse. I love it. See, we don't have to do a wintertime session because you know I don't walk in the wintertime outside. Too cold. <laughs> <laughs> you too much, girl. Get a walking. Get a walking. Mm mm. We don't have to walk. We can run. There you go. There Not you go. Oh, well, on the treadmill. <laughs> Not that. Mm-mm. <laughs> see, I melt in the rain and I freeze in the snow. See, I, I oh, can't. Lord. I'm that special kind of chocolate. I'm just, I have to eat some birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, girl, you too much. <laughs> we thank you once again for joining us. <laughs> and we're going to get her walking in the snow. <laughs> yes, we have to. Mm-hmm. We have to. <laughs> Cause I'm walking year round. I'm gonna get my hands on her. I had her walking, and she, she didn't even realize does. she was walking. Christy, let me, <laughs> let tell, me you. tell you. I went oh, to New York for an event. This woman walks twenty blocks a yes. day, each way to work from so the railroad. Each way. So we leave in the event, and you know there's a break, and so we go back to my hotel. And so she's like, well, let's walk. So that's what she said. She says, well, we can take. And so by the time we got to the train, she said, well, you know, your hotel is just right down that street. <laughs> we walked 14 blocks. I was like, you know what? Yes. I love it. She does the walking. That's funny because one of my clients, um, actually all of my clients, they say they, they don't run, but by the time they're done with me, they run. But we were walking. And so I kind of engaged them in con- in conversation. So as we're conversating, I'm like, okay, let's mm-hmm. run. And so they were, so by the time we got it, she's like, wait a minute. Did I just run around this track four times? I said, yeah. She said, like, I haven't ran since high school. How do you get me to run at full speed? I said, yes, see? That's what happens when you come to the dollhouse. We run. <laughs> <laughs> she texted me later. She said, my, my legs hurt. <laughs> yes. Let me tell y'all. I work out three days a week. I was walking four, uh, three miles twice a week. I got there. She had the back of my legs hurting. My feet were hurting. I was like, oh, this right here. I was like, go ahead, because, mm-mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
it's not. We can't walk year round. Like if I could walk year round, I would. But mm-hmm. it's just that you know that time of the year where I just I do not. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. not motivated. Yeah, silence. No. <laughs> I'm not, not motivated. You. No, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I walk everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, so we're going to all get together and walk and run and talk and chat. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So wait, um, who's based out of New York? I'm in New York. Tony's oh, okay. in New York. Tony's in New York. Okay, yeah, I have to and have I'm to meet Michigan. up with you. I'm um certified um in burlesque uh, in New York, and so I have to come and research. So maybe we can meet each other. Get together and, and, go, and, and go walking. <laughs> yes, we can walk. Yeah, I had to walk every day to class, <laughs> and it was blocks and long blocks, upon and blocks. I love walking Absolutely. and running. Oh. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but we have so enjoyed having you here. You know, we got to do this again. Definitely yes, gotta I would love again. to. And we wish you all to. the best. And I'm Thank really excited so about that comic book cover. And that was just God. Just put that in my mouth and put it out to you. And look, lo and behold, you got that already in the works. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to have to send you. I'll Absolutely. send you a copy of it. I'll definitely send you a copy of it. That would be great. That would be yeah, great. Yeah, all the best to you. If you are in the Detroit area, you check out yes, I Threads am. of Runway. It's a fashion show. It's going to be at Motor City Casino and Ballroom. Make sure you head over there and enjoy. I think this is going to be awesome. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you, ladies, so much. You are so welcome. You have a great evening, okay? You ladies as well. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Um, bye. I love that interview, Leach. We went all around and I it love just her came energy. right back. Yes, I love her energy. I love what we do. I honestly do because we get to meet some really awesome people that do some awesome things. I love to hear the passion behind why people do what we do. Our topic today, if you're just tuning into Let's Chat, is standing on your passion. And Miss Crystal Christy Lewis is definitely doing that. We have mm-hmm. Boss Lady, uh, not, I was getting ready to say Boss Lady Publishing, Mimi Capri <laughs> presents author Rance McNeil in the chat room. Okay. Hey, Rance, how are you? Hey, Rance. What's going on? What's going on? Y'all having a ball, ain't y'all? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a chat. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? We're good. We have to have you with us. What'd you say? Glad to have you with us. Oh, yeah. So what's what's going on now? What we what? what now we for everybody about? that doesn't know about Rance McNeil, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and tell them about the raft that is coming soon. All right. Uh, my name is Rance McNeil. I'm 41 years old. Uh, let's see. I did a 15-year stint in off and on in prison. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Actually, that's where I was to Charleston, West Virginia, when I was uh, like 11 years old. So I'm basically from here now. And 
the wrath is about a very angry individual out of Charleston, West Virginia, who just don't see eye to eye with women, and he gets crazy with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can let your mind go from there. You know what I mean? Now, Rance, this is Tony. I'm going to have to act like I don't know what the book is about since I did some <laughs> of the editing <laughs> and try to ask those questions that our, our listeners can understand what it's all about. Now, where did the concept of this start? Because it's, it's very powerful, I must say. So where did the concept of this, this come from? Where is this character's anger coming from? Because, because well, I like to read. I love to read hood books. And I also mm-hmm. I also love to read horror books. Ah. That's what I read when I was locked down. So at the time when I decided that I wanted to, you know, do some stories, write some 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 stuff, I wanted to to like put them both together, but also add romance into that in the mix with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh-huh. So, I like to read drama. So I was like, I'm gonna make a crazy. I'm gonna make a few crazy characters. Oh, the rap too. The rap too. Oh my god, uh-huh. she's. It's about a female. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, she. She. Uh, she's running through the town. Yeah. So, you know what I mean. I I just like to write what. I like to read, and I know that drama and stuff like that, you know, catches mm-hmm. a reader's attention, such as myself. Mhm. Wow. Now, what made you want to write, Vance? I mean, did 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 you do a lot of reading growing up? What made you want to uh, turn into oh, an author? This is crazy. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was born. I was born with ADD. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, I, I kind of I grew out of it a little bit, huh? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, what made me want to write is that we had this big talent show when I was incarcerated for, for the, uh, we was in this program, it was a year program, like a drug program or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So we did this, this performance and stuff. For the uh, what do you call them? The they're going um, the top person in the prison. I really don't mm-hmm. care, but mm-hmm. you know, the, what warden? Do you call them? the warden, the warden, yeah, the warden. Right. Yeah, we had to do a talent show for the warden. So I wrote this talent show. I I wrote. I passed out all the characters, everything. Wrote the whole story from front front to end. I called it Homie Claus. Like I had the whole room like crazy and serious. And I won first place. Oh. So I was like, so I was like, Dag, man, maybe I should write this story that I've been having in my mind since I was a teenager. Mhm. You see what I'm saying? So I was like, man, forget it. So I got into some trouble, and I got like 60 days in the hole. Mhm. And I started, and I started writing. But when I started writing, I started out writing it nonfiction. But mm-hmm. I stopped at the I stopped at the half a page and was like, Nah, I can't do that. Somebody gonna go to jail. <laughs> no, I'll just laugh. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, 
I said, nah, I'm gonna do this non, I'm gonna do this fiction, you know, play around with it and shit. You feel me? Mhm. Mhm. So uh. Wow. You know, and I loved it when I was doing it. I was getting butterflies like, dang, yo, I didn't know that I had this. Mhm. Wow. I love to, I, I love that's, to that's do it, that, you know. That that raw talent. Yeah, man, and I, I and I learned as I go. I'm learning a lot from Nene Capri. No, I didn't take no English class. I took an English class, but it wasn't a college. I took 99, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I dropped out of school early, so so I'm, I'm not an editor. I know that, but I, I did pay attention to the punctuation when I used to read James Patterson books and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when I read, when I read couple other urban author books. I paid attention to the punctuation, even though I still don't get it all right right mm-hmm. now. You know how it is. But uh, <laughs> I love storytelling, man. <laughs> I, love, I go comic crazy. Ask Nene. I, Tony, you know I go comic crazy. <laughs> I was, was going to keep it between you and I, but I'm not going to say how many uh, pins you had me go through these. <laughs> uh, comic crazy. If it's Comma crazy, man. I do get comma crazy. I don't do it no more now. They told me I can't even put commas in the story. That's exactly right. I told I told Rance, you take that key off that computer and you overnight it to me. <laughs> don't punch that comma key again. You don't use enough commas for me, uh, enough commas for you, enough commas to you. don't use Donald Trump commas. We need to not do that anymore. Two-thirds of book was commas. <laughs> yep. For real, man. It's crazy, man. But the oh, thing man. is, man, majority majority of all my stories, man, like I got I got <laughs> actually like seven stories, but uh-huh. only like three only like three of them is typed up, so I'm gonna get to typing and stuff here in a second. I took a little break after, you know, the editing and all that. But uh mm-hmm. Man, you had me in all kinds of reference books, Brad. You know, you, you you had me stressing. I'm like, okay, now I've got to find out. He had me referencing everything. I have no idea. I, oh, I was laughing at the, uh, oh, my God. I was laughing at the comments. I was like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it was fun doing that, man. Word, it was fun. But in order to strengthen your pen, you know, you had to, I had to give yeah, it to you raw because that's how I received I it. it. I want it that way, man. I'm, Let I'm, me I'm tell you, Rance. Huh? I tell everybody, I tell everybody, she got that hardcore red pen. She don't play no games. She don't play no games. She will put the wet red pen on you and bring it out. And she was, and she was like, and what is this? Uh, I was like, oh, I got to tell you this. No, 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 man, no. It's a beautiful thing, though, man. Like, I don't know. I want it raw, though. I I ain't going to say I'm no killer or but I'm cut from a rough cloth, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm cut from a rough cloth. Give it to me raw. My mama, my mama always told me, nigga, you, you need you a woman to tell you you a sorry-ass nigga once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're cute mm-hmm. and everything, but, you know what I mean, you're cute and everything, but I want you to have somebody, something like your mama that, you know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. I mean? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, Rance, what else can we expect from your pen? Because, you know, we know you've improved that common situation. What else can we expect from your pen? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, but listen, though, I'm going to tell you one thing I do love to write. I'm not going to lie. I love to write uh, those erotic. I love writing out love scenes, man, like, Sex scenes or whatever, you know what I mean? Mhm. Oh, let it, me man. let let well, me find that you kind of put some rock up in there, Lee. Right. I'm not on here unless Chad is. If it's nasty, let it be nasty. But if not, you best send send them to Starbucks for some coffee. Don't be coming in here with no shenanigans now. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can put a you can put the erotica in there, and then no, I'm just. That's a beautiful beautiful feeling though, man That's a beautiful feeling, man Like, for real I got a lot Mm -hmm. of responses, man Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like everybody is waiting for that book to drop So it's going to be great when it comes out Oh, I'm a a great run, Charles (laughs) (laughs) Now, what what are some of your um, biggest accomplishments? That that have has that have really been significant in your life and in your career. My biggest accomplishment. My mm-hmm. biggest accomplishment accomplishment was actually like getting my book published and then actually going through the through the uh, the editing situation and everything. And you know, getting back getting getting back in with my kids. You feel me? Like me and my me, I got. Teenagers, damn mm-hmm. near. Genius is like leather, stuff like that. So that's that's just mm-hmm. the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Rand, this is Tony. This is Tony once again. You know, you you you've been through a lot. You know, from from dropping out of high school, dropping out of school, and serving your dead. What has been the most challenging for you? From when you first wrote the book when you was in prison behind the wall in that hole and you're actually out and about to get that book in your hand with your name at the bottom as the author, what has been the most challenging part of this journey for you? Oh, this October 14th, get closer and closer, man. That's challenging for me. For some reason, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, I got a book coming out. That's crazy. I got to be in Texas on the 14th. I'm going. Uh, what I'm going to do? But they telling me, you ain't got no reason to be. You about to be. You all right? You, I'm like, man, look, you're not in, this, in my shoes right now. But I know what it is. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm used to crowd stuff like that from being in the program, talking. Mm-hmm. I want to do, do it all, man. I'm trying to go around to the colleges, tell them how I got started and everything, man, and I don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, but man. you know what, Rand? You know what? This is Tony once again. When you get there on the 14th, you are going to be surrounded by your support team, support that you haven't even met yet. And, and that is yeah. each and I on the phone tonight. You know, you are going to be just fine. It's just another part of the journey that you have to take. Yeah. That's a lot of hugs. How many on the team? Uh, Nene, <laughs> Tony, Lisa. We got a list. Who? 
Imani's gonna be a whole bunch of us. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. I'm gonna love it, man. Seriously, what I wanted in my room, I was like, uh, I don't know, Heineken and now later. Yeah, now, later, let me find out. That's old school. What what type of flavor? What flavor? We used you to put them joints. In Philly, we used to put them on the heater and melt them. Banana. Banana in the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, the vanilla. The white vanilla. I had to be some stuff, some strawberry. I had to have something red, you know, because it, it had to be red for me. <laughs> Mystery mix, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's going way back to them now, ladies. Those kids, these kids don't, today don't know what that good candy was. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know that about the little penny cent cherries and stuff, man. They don't know nothing about none of that. And the candy in the straw, you know, the the, the sweet stuff in the straws? And yeah. The licorice. <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I hate licorice. Man, I love me some licorice. Give me some Twizzlers. That's what I want. I love a red vine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Red vines. I'll eat, I'll eat one Put them in the freezer though. and bite off each end and use it as a straw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Yo, that's crazy. I remember that. <laughs> that's crazy. I used to take those long cinnamon sticks and put them in the middle of pickles. And we used to eat pickles like that. I don't know, but I ain't never had that leash. Now you done got me going. <laughs> That's that Cali. That's that Cali stuff. Oh that's that Bay Area. That, you got to be from the Bay to know what that is. That West Coast shenanigans. I'm trying, <laughs> that's that West Coast stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm about to try in a minute. And a pickle. Don't see. I can go for it with that. I'm not. <laughs> I ain't yes. tried. Never tried that. Never. <laughs> Oh, man, y'all killing me. Y'all killing me. <laughs> wow. So, Red, tell us what else was going on. You know, how much longer are we going to have to wait for Raph, too, uh, to find out Not about this female uh, character? Well, well, I'm going to go over the whole story again, and I'm going to uh, probably add some stuff to make it fit in, fit into the first mm-hmm. one. And uh, it won't be long, man. Is it gonna be a standalone? Or can do you have to read part one in order to follow it? No, not really. You don't have to. I'm gonna you know what? I can make it run after that one, but I'm gonna I think I am gonna make it another standalone. Mhm. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make it another standalone. But you just get started. A, a, yeah, I have a trilogy that I wanna put out there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right now it's right now it's called Woo Bangers. Which which Nene, you know she's not gonna you know, oh, Let me find out. You go an island island on a sister. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I always I always ask Nene about, you know what I mean, title. We do we we play with words and stuff, play with titles. But um it's there's there's a housing complex in Charleston, West Virginia and uh we call it, it's called Orchard Manor, right? Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. we call it the Woo. We call it the Woo. It was the first okay. place, 
it was the first place I came to when I came here from Philly when I was younger. And uh, mm-hmm. we just call it the Woo. So I wrote this story about these, these you know, these, uh, these organized thugs. It was out here getting money, doing this and that, bought a club. They was doing it all. And I just called it Woo Bang, which, which I know I'm going to end up changing the title anyway. So that was just what I wanted to call it right then and there. And everybody I was in the about prison to was say, you know, she ain't, she ain't about to let that slide. Uh-uh, she sure ain't. <laughs> it was just called That's it, Woo Bang. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. All right, now. Now, Rams, let us let our listeners know how they can follow you. Shout out your social media handles and okay. where they can expect the wrath to drop. All right, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm on as Arthur Rams McNeil. Uh, I'm on Google Plus as Arthur Rams McNeil. And I'm on uh, Instagram, Arthur Rams McNeil. And the wrath will be out October 14th. The party is the 15th, the meet and greet. And I'm getting on the road the 13th. <laughs> it's going to be a road trip to Texas, man. Straight yeah. up, man. You know, I posted this morning, you know, for, see how many of my Charleston, West Virginia people going to be listening, tell me that they was listening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. in Charleston, you know who you are, who I mess with. Shout out to all, uh, Big Taco, he locked up, uh, you know what I mean, uh, Cow Cutter, Cats Like That, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. shout out, man. I can't wait till this book drops, man. This, well, so are we. Like, we are happy for you. <laughs> I'm slinging them at the trunk like crack. I am not playing. <laughs> That's what? how you get that, that book hustle. I'm about to put posters all over Charleston. I hear that. I hear that. Marissa, it has been a pleasure to finally get to talk to you, and we can't wait to get to see you. So we thank you for gracing the chat room with Leisha and myself this evening. <laughs> well, I should have been called in a long time ago. You know, I was on Real Raw Radio a couple times. I never called in on y'all. Don't y'all have another another uh, three stations, don't y'all? <laughs> we do. I do my show on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, man, oh, my God, I got some good friends. They got radios. They work on radio stations and stuff. <laughs> we be busy over here, man. We stay busy. <laughs> it was good talking to you all, man. Same Word. here, same here. We look forward right, to man. seeing you in two weeks, actually. Right, Leash? Yeah, man. Yes, two weeks. Two weeks we'll see man. you there. Two weeks, man. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Well, well, you know, we here if you need us. We will be wrapping it up, like you said, on the 14th. So make sure you guys stay tuned for the drop of the rap by Arthur Rance McNeil. He has that grimy, gritty pen, a little bit of everything up in there, minus commas, of course. So you <laughs> make sure Mama you stay crazy. tuned. I'm <laughs> crazy, man. Now, I don't do it, you know what I mean? It was a fun thing while it lasted to put a bunch of commas just to startle. Cause, cause that commas, it, no. 
I know he got that. I done took over his comma key. It is no longer on his keyboard. <laughs> so, uh, my fingers still hit it, but it's covered. <laughs> so, make sure you guys look out for that. The rap is becoming by Arthur Rath McNeil. It'll be out in about two weeks. So, keep those cyber eyes peeled. And, uh, one click it. Give, show, show the brother some love. So we so appreciate you joining us tonight, Rand, and sharing well, your journey. Anytime, anytime, anytime. You have a great evening, okay? And make sure you come again. All right. No problem. Yes. I got the number down. Y'all act like really? I wasn't part of the family. I ain't giving me the number. So I'm just playing. <laughs> you know you part of the family. I know it's that. all of us. Here we family. <laughs> I love y'all. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Okay, right back at you. Right. <laughs> see you in two weeks. Enjoy your right. evening. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. We've had a great show tonight, Leash. <laughs> yes, it's been an awesome, awesome show. We've had three awesome guests on tonight. If you are just coming in, shoot us chat. We were talking that talk today about standing on your passion. We had author Zoe Truth in the club, in the chat room. We have Crystal Christy Lewis from Christy's Dollhouse here in the chat room and author Rance McNeil from Mimi Capri Presents, the author of The Wrath, which is coming soon. If you missed any of those interviews, no worry. You can hit us up on our archives, on blog talk, or iTunes. Yes, Let's Chat can be viewed on iTunes as a podcast. If you would like to support Let's Chat and be a sponsor of our show, just send your request to thechatradioshow at gmail.com. We will see you guys next week. We have an awesome, awesome show on next week. And we out. We'll be back here. And Tuesday, make sure you check T out on scoreboard on Real Raw Radio. We talking that talk on all things sports. And with that, you guys have a great evening and a great weekend from the ladies in Let's Chat, Tony and Leisha. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Absolutely. We're going to play a little Ike Burner. Congratulations on your contract. This is Ike Breeze, Love Slay.